<laughs> we some damn hoes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> sure are. Yeah. Welcome to Become She. Actually, supposed to be like split. Remember, like we were going to talk about blending and then being a stepmom because even though um, they're connected, they are they're two different things. Because you could be a stepmom and not blend. My God, I'm just a word on today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Which one do you think comes first, being a stepmom or blending? I think blending. I think people approach it differently. I think people come in trying to pull rank and file as a stepmom. <laughs> but them kids will let you know, you ain't my mama like on color purple. Dang. You ain't my... Didn't Lil Harpo say that to uh, <laughs> Whoopi? You ain't my mama. Somebody said it. I don't know what I'm going to do if I ever hear that you ain't my mama. Girl, because I'm going to be like, you better be glad I'm not. Prepare yourself for that. You have to prepare yourself for the outcomes. No. Like on Avengers, you have to know these multiple outcomes. Well, if you don't know, now you know. We are both stepmothers. (laughs) (laughs) We feel some kind of way about it. Still. And I think that's okay. Um, I am really excited to share my experience because it's been fluctuating like I'm literally excited to hear your experience for the past Even though year I know. <laughs> a little bit over clown <laughs> a little bit over a year um see it's different being a stepmom theoretically right it's another thing for your stepchild to actually reside yes under the same roof household yes, yes. you know yeah sharing bathrooms sharing body products yeah um, yeah. yeah, it's a different story. So my story is as follows, colon. <laughs> so I met my stepdaughter, um, and at the time I did not plan on being a stepmom. I was dating her father and she was three, had on diapers, everything. Um, and it has been like crazy to watch her grow into the 14 year old teenager that she is today. Man. Um, wow. do you understand what I'm saying? I don't. So- <laughs> But I think I'm going to (laughs) empathize or, yeah, just take a listen. So you're like my my mentor. Girl, whatever. I'm still learning. I know you always will be. You better look look to God. Let me. You better not tell nobody but God. Let me say why I say that. Because I, um, for Christmas, and I'm going to let you get back to your story. For Christmas, I asked my... um, my friends and family and my fiance actually gifted this to me, a subscription subscription to the stepmom magazine. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like transitioning into this role, um, I just wanna I like to read. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to mm-hmm. hear other experiences and see be prepared. And just know that I'm not crazy for the certain feelings that I feel sometimes. And in the magazine, the the founder of the magazine she met her stepkids when they were young but now they're adults and she was like there's different stages where things are gonna get you're gonna learn each stage like when they're kids when they're teenagers when they get older and get married and it's Mm -hmm. their weddings and and you're when you talk about like estate planning like this stuff goes beyond forever yeah yeah even after they grow up yeah and when they have kids you don't get to discard them yeah yeah it's true so, so you met your your hubby i did and i had you know an investigative person who will remain nameless to do some research before you know i fell hook line sinker for dominic Ravel kelly and uh, <laughs> he relayed that you know he's in school uh-huh. you know at the time he was living with his brother he lives with his brother um you know he really brought back some substantive information Mm -hmm. and um he says he also has a child 
Okay. Wait, okay. so you're saying you okay. did the research before you guys started dating? Before I even fell in like. Like, okay. I'm not about to be liking you. Okay. And I just needed to have, like, a profile. Because, first of all, we worked in a kind of like a data entry environment where it felt petty. It felt like high school. Like, if... And I'm noticing he has all these female fans. And I'm like, what I'm not going to be is another female fan. Got it. So I wanted to get a profile of who he was. Mm-hmm. Are you dating all these women? Have you fucked all these women? I need to know because you ain't going to have me out here looking like no fool. <laughs> not at no 20. How old was I? 23? 24? I don't know. She shall not look like a fool. At all. So, okay. She does her research. <laughs> That's what that Do you hear me? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So after this person who shall remain nameless uh-huh. gave me this information, it gave me the ability to choose, do you want to move forward? And I did. That's very immature. I did. I chose to move forward. Okay. So I'm introduced, you know, to his child. And how long after dating or falling in like yeah. did you meet his daughter? Dominic was very... Um, he didn't hide her. He told me about her. Even though I knew, you know, in the back of my mind, I had filed it away. I was just going to see if the story's going to be consistent. Because, you know, you have men out here lying about yeah, this Yeah, kid. I'm not talking about lying or hiding her because yeah. you could know that there's a child. But some parents are like, you're not going to meet my child yeah. until six months of dating or like whatever. Like, I don't know. I think it had to be once we realized that we were like for dating. Real, for real. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a long time. I would say probably in the first 90 days. It wasn't a long time. Mm-hmm. So I met her. She was Mariah was very very protective of her dad at three, mm-hmm. pulling his coattail, and she in fact said, "This is my daddy." At the age of three, I understood what she was saying as another female energy. Oh, absolutely. Gotcha. <laughs> These little girls ain't stupid. Got- <laughs> gotcha. Boundary set. <laughs> oh. Like say less in the words say of say less. <laughs> say less, sis. I got it. <laughs> so. In the course of going back and forth with visitation and eventually coming to a point recently, about a, a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. where you know he, he got custody, I was able to see her, but it wasn't enough to create structure. It wasn't enough to leave an imprint on you know who I was because yeah. you're getting the weekend, quote unquote, you know, s- stepmommy or Nicolia. You're not getting the everyday waking up. This is what's required of right. you, right. Nicolia. And so I think a lot of that transition really, really showed me who she was, especially being a teenager with its own funkiness. Yeah. And she began to see who I was. Um, so that was a hard transition. I'm not going to lie. It was hard. Um, and it wasn't because we weren't happy to finally put this kind of court battle to rest because it was a grueling 10 years from the age of three until about 13. Were you guys, it was um, a grueling 10 years in court for all of those 10 years? No, not at all. About. The like a year, I would say a year before the custody was granted. Got so, it. yeah, so about a, about a year, but it but was you guys just had an order in place before that, though. No, that that it wasn't an order, it was just a general the mother was the custodian, like you know, so it has a thing where to be deemed custodial parent, like at some point, you guys oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the emergency order. order that's what you're talking about. I thought Got you meant it. the original order, the original order. No, mothers always have the residential, and so you like. Yeah, prove that you're like losing Isaiah Holly Berry, you know, <laughs> status, which right. is horrible. But is. that's the truth. It is. But no, um, he got an ER order, um, and that is what got the ball to rolling. And that was about a year for it to be finalized. Mm-hmm. So during that process, it was a it was rough. So the first thing was because she hadn't been used to the authority in our household or mm-hmm. any type of authority for that matter. Mm-hmm. It was hard for her to grasp. Why should I trust you to listen to you when I've practically had been raising myself and have been the maternal figure for my two younger siblings? So proving why she should submit herself, so to speak, yeah. as a child when she's not been treated as a child. That's you know what I mean? Be. That was rough. Yeah. That was very rough. So yeah. we went through a lot of, you know, really just energy uh, energy battles. Nothing necessarily said outrightly, but the energy, you know how women are. Like, you mm-hmm. can feel like mm-hmm. there's a strong 
attitude problem. Absolutely. So I think for her, her identity was shifting. And I think that's the battle we were feeling on top of trusting us. Because she had been told so much about us mm-hmm. and so much about her dad as to why Sad. he wasn't showing Sad. up. Sad. Like, you know, Sad. he's with his new wife and Sad. family. I hate when and families so do that. It's so unfair She came kids. in feeling like an outsider. And, yeah. that and if all, that's what she had mm-hmm. been taught and that's trained what she her had whole been told. life. That's what she, she was steeping in. Yeah. So she's left to assume and grapple with that. And then she comes and she's she's happy to, to, to be here. But at the same time, you're struggling with all these inconsistent narratives or the narrative you've been given about us. Yeah. And then having to make up your mind about what you are going to believe because you're actually experiencing it. So during the course of all that, I have found a journal because I felt like there was something going on with her. And because she hasn't come from the most transparent and or vulnerable background, like there was something that she wasn't saying. And so I happened upon a journal of hers and she talked about, um, it was suicidal. And I'm like, this is real. I don't play with stuff like that. Like I'm going to parent what I see. So I jumped all over it and I, you know, brought it to Dominic's attention. Took a screenshot, brought it to her, to Dominic's attention. Somehow she saw this page in my phone. I'm not sure if someone called me and my picture gallery was up. I don't know. But from that point on, it rolled into a situation where she took a picture of my altar. And I remember telling you about this and being extremely, extremely hurt by it. Not by the fact that my own spiritual practices, like they are what they are, but the fact that the text message, and this was a total separate situation where we but uh, got into her phone and we saw that this it was a whole nother dialogue being had and with, it, it, with friends and like, you know, people that she was catfishing. Like it was crazy. And I'm like, we don't know her. We know what we've seen and we've been relying on our past image of having this three-year-old Mariah in mm-hmm. our mind. And it's like, that's not who she is. So let me ask you this. Throughout the, the 10 years, like before she um, moved in with you guys, before you guys got full custody, was how often did you guys see her? Was it weekly? Was it monthly? It was like- every other weekend. And then there would be some weekends when her mom wouldn't even answer the phone when Dominic would be out there. Like... For his weekend to get her, wouldn't answer the phone. We have to get police report, and we had police report. Like we had a folder of police reports, like yeah. to the point where the girl got arrested at a traffic stop because she had a warrant because of police citations for not adhering to the police report because she didn't believe it was real. You know what I mean? So yeah. Dominic did his due diligence, but it doesn't stop the fact that this baby is being dropped in the process. Yeah, you know. I think that's a, a lot of times when. Um, in these blended situations, or I should even say that because that's not a blended situation, when there's mothers who are still hurt or affected, they operate out of ego and not yeah. love. And I've been talking a lot about that this season, how important it is to drop the ego, especially when you're talking about somebody else's life. You are talking about a young woman who will then become a young adult mm-hmm. and then an mm-hmm. uh, older woman and, mm-hmm. and what that passes on. So when you're withholding a child and, and you're spitting out nasty, negative things about her dad, the dad that you chose her to have. Lies. Like, straight lies. Whether it's lies or whether it's ego. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like... Or both. Or both, but a child is not the person to have those conversations with. Or through. It's it's not fair to them. Or through, yeah. But here's the thing. That was what she was accustomed to. Her reality was there were adults who were were talking to her and treating her as an adult. She didn't have the space to be a child. So we're over here requiring things of her responsibility, accountability. And she's like, the fuck? Like, I am used to operating the way I want to operate. And that became clear that the adult's in her life failed her tremendously. Um, so mm-hmm. after finding all these text messages that she was having with the family that, you know, raised her, mm-hmm. because mind you, her mother was living in a whole separate residence than her children with her boyfriend. So her children were in another residence with her ex-husband's family. So they are raising her. So she's having these messages with the family that raised her. That's her family. That's yeah, what she knows. Yeah, yeah. So she's showing them pictures of my altar. And that made me feel some kind of way. And looking at their responses, not violated. not checking her like, that this would is make inappropriate. Feel, that would make me feel violated. And I feel it like, did. I, I know mean, I shared that with you. I was like, girl. I know you shared it. But I, I yeah. just feel like even throughout this stepmother blending 
process, yeah. and I will talk about my experience shortly. I remember that I'm still a woman with feelings yes. that can still be hurt by yeah. anybody at any age. Like, See, that's vulnerable. That's yeah. extremely vulnerable, though. And so hearing <clears throat> them respond in ways that's like validating her disrespect was crazy to me. I'm like, okay, so these adults are not you know, telling her how inappropriate that was. There, We've read messages of them pumping and priming her for court information when Dominic would wow. go to court. Yeah. Um, inappropriate. Inappropriate because that conversation should have been had with the adults in the house. Correct. Not using her, but this is what yeah. she was accustomed to, yeah. which why not being able to fully trust authority was an issue for her because no one has ever shown me what authority yeah. and placement looks like what it means to be in my correct place what it means for me just to be a teenager just to be a child not requiring me to take care of my siblings wash their clothes get them ready for school in the morning like that all she had to mariah has literally had to have her identity reconstructed and i have had to have have so much compassion for that because i was popping off at every little thing like why she didn't do this why she and it's like I had to take myself out of it and decenter myself mm -hmm. in her experience. Like this girl has literally had her normalcy taken away from her and has had to relearn a whole nother system of yeah. operation and learn what it means to be a daughter even. Wow. And not a friend to your mama who is yeah. doing what the hell she want to do unaccounted yeah. for yeah. and can't be held accountable. So fast forward to bring this blend into perspective. After I get all those messages, it really showed us the condition of who she was. Yeah. And it was mind blowing for us because yeah. all we had was the past image of who this, who this young woman was. We didn't know the changes and the transition she's gone she had gone through up until getting custody. Yeah. That kind of like finding those text messages and finding all that kind of laid it out for us like this is where we need to parent from. Not this, you know, fairy tale fantastical mm -hmm. kind of image. Little baby girl who can't do no wrong. I mean, yeah, she's she's a teenager exactly. like that girl, age which like, is with her own fault that mind, comes with that on with, top of the trauma. No matter how you're raised, when you get to a certain age, being a teenager, you think you're the adult and you think you know you more see. than the adults. Like it doesn't matter how you all are the raised. adults are stupid. You're yes. dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> I don't gotta listen to you. I said that I remember being in a my mother raised me and I remember popping off at the mouth as a, as a teenager. So I couldn't imagine mm, them being put into another woman's space and having to deal with that. Like that's gotta be there were some very transparent moments. Yeah. I mean, after we found out that, I mean, she admitted to what she had been told. She had basically said how she was jealous because she wanted to have her dad and didn't have her dad. And like that was like a really kind of opening experience to realize yeah. that this girl is hurting. So if you are choosing Nicole to get mad at, you know, this is ain't this is not what you should be mad at. Like this is the condition of her heart. This is what's going on with her. And so it has been a rewarding um, experience to see her accept the fact that she's accepted. Like mm -hmm. we're breaking ground. Like she's learning how to build relationships, a skill set she did not have before coming here. Because all you see is your mom lived like a lone wolf with no accountability, no community, and people are nothing but fixtures to be manipulated and used to do what the hell you want to do, including your children, including, you know, all the relationships. So for her to be able to come into a new space and to relearn and re-identify with life, I mean, that was a recurring theme. She hated her life. She hated, that's all I read in the journal. I hate my life. I hate hate my life. I hate, it was just a very despondent tone. So it has been amazing to see the light return to her eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, she's on the lacrosse team. She has varsity. She has friends like friends have come over. She's been you hospitable so proud. because I'm so proud of her. Like it took a lot of courage to believe another narrative yeah. when all you have been told about these people, meaning Dominic and I and DJ yeah. is that he's with his new family. I don't want to come see you. I feel like that's such a... I hate to say this um, this term because 
it's so stereotypical, but it's so fucking true. The bitter baby mama syndrome, like that yeah. shit. And I hate to say that about women, that women can be bitter, but it, but it's true. And yeah. I, I remember when I first started um, dating Kyle and I'll get into how I met his daughter and all that, but, but I remember him being so angry um, and the way he would speak about her mom, because he was still in that, I'm trying to figure it out stage. It was still in court and it was just a lot of hostility between them. And I remember saying, you need to have more compassion for her mother, um, because she's raising your daughter. And I said that too, because I, I, I came up with this term and I don't know it, it I don't know if it's real, but I, I was like, this is, this is called the womb syndrome. This I is what I came up said, with. Girl, when you said that, I was like, whoa. And I had to find a way to break it down to him. Like, as a woman, and I've never have ch- had children, but I open up my body, my spirit, and my mind to you. And you plant your seed inside of me, inside of my womb, my womb space, my womanness, the most intimate yeah. feminine space of my body. And you plant mm-hmm. your seed, mm-hmm. and then you discard me. Whether the reason is good or bad, yeah. because not everybody who has uh, children with another person needs to be with that person. I don't believe that at yeah. all. However, it's the fact that you have entered my womb and we've wow. created life. So yes, I'm going to act out. And yes, I'm going to mm-hmm. be mad mm-hmm. when you just move. Mm-hmm. Like I get that. And I think that's a woman perspective that a man and him may not just understand because he would be like, oh man, man fuck that. I don't want to hear about that. But like, no, you need to that's hear real. it because you that's still real. entered her womb space and created life. So that has forever That's altered real. how she sees men, her children, like everything. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was me um, just trying to have compassion for another woman. And this was long before I even met her. And that was me too. Because remember in a past episode, I was like, You're the baby mama is your sister too. Yeah. So that comes from coming to terms with as much as, as much dysfunction and as much I have experienced knowing that this is this her mother is hurting for her to spew these lies and create a false narrative in order to have an emotional hook in her child Mm -hmm. to where she will never be able to fully connect to her father. Right. How deep must that hurt go if you have found a way to create a false narrative to support your dysfunction, your disconnectivity as a parent? You're not even co-parenting correctly, but you have your children emotionally hooked to not ever be able to be vulnerable enough to connect with their fathers. It's the darkest of magic. Damn. It's the darkest of magic. And Mariah has victoriously... And the children become a victim to it. (laughs) Man, soul tying is real. And man, like... Ooh, just... Honestly, throughout this stepmom experience, I have like... I b- before Kyle, I always said like I wanted kids. Mm-hmm. I want to have mm-hmm. children one day. Mm-hmm. I want to be a mom one day. And honestly, going through this experience, this yeah. ride with Kyle. Did you say ride? I can't. Cause it is a fucking ride. It is. It's a joy fucking it ride. Is. Sometimes you high, sometimes you low. Like you got to be in it. If you in it, you in it. Yeah. And it's changed my mind a little bit. Like yeah. this shit is heavy. Like bringing life into this world is no fucking joke. It's not and who you have children with is no fucking joke. And it's honestly made me examine my partner and his bloodline way more. Yeah. I was all, yeah. before Kyle, when I would date, I would like, what's your, you know, family medical history and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. <laughs> What them generational curses looking like in your family? Because that travels in your semen, buddy. You understand DNA cellular? I was just talking to my mom about that trauma cellular level. And I would ask Kyle these questions in the beginning, like, like, did you see? Did you know? Did you ask these questions? And of course not. He was just having a good time sitting in it and just like being a young man, fucking (laughs) sucking. And I get that too. But after when the kid is here, now you asking these questions about that bloodline. And it's so important to not only investigate medical history, but family fucking trauma before you have a child with somebody. I think. What? You You think that shit don't show up? When I, when, when you don't know, you don't know. Right. Right. And Kyle says that all the My time. God. And it's like a level of compassion know. even for me. Being on this stepmother journey is giving me like so much compassion because Mariah has yeah. definitely triggered the little girl in me. Do you hear me? Yeah. That got dropped. Like looking at her grapple and struggle to be accepted has shown me areas in where I have struggled and grappled with acceptance and realizing it's safe here. 
she has bust that shit wide open. She definitely interrupted my life. And it doesn't, I don't mean to say that in a negative way. It means she has definitely been a confrontational. Of course. She has, she has been. What my friends say, you don't get to choose your teachers. And that girl has definitely been a teacher for me. For me. Even Um, my stepdaughter, who's four, is a teacher. You don't get to choose your teacher, the lessons, or the fucking classroom. As my friend Nicolia said. And I be having to eat them <laughs> words like, you said it. This stepmom shit is a fucking it, course. It is. <laughs> and it's such a mirror. Like, it is a yeah. mirror. It's like, how are you going to hop down at her and be mad at her? Come on She's now. struggling to re-identify and reorient herself. And you're mm. still struggling with family trauma, though. Wow. At the age of 34, almost 35. But in a year, she has managed to be disarmed, dismantled. Like, recently, there was a... There was a sweater made for me, like lacrosse mom, and it almost made me tear up a little bit because I never thought that I would see myself here. Not after the roller coaster rat, the things that I was sharing with you about the things that we were encountering as we were finding out who she was, moving past her mask. Because when you live a life of being masked just to get through and to navigate, because no one really cares, Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to get through. That's how you operate, and that's how she operated with us. But for her to be confronted in that way and to know we still love you and it's still safe, even after the things that we found out, even after finding out that the condition of your heart is this, we're more concerned with loving you into wholeness than caring about hurt feelings. And they were motherfucking hurt. Yeah. But it was good for her to see that vulnerability in Dominique and I, because she realizes that we're human, right? We're just not the fun, fun dad, or yeah. this is not the fun place where we just go to watch movies every other weekend, yep. which was our reality for the time that we had her. We mm-hmm. we couldn't parent from a space of every other weekend. Who who parents and lives and imp- leaves an imprint every you other weekend? You, you, you can't. Can. You, you cannot. It's and impossible. You very can't much do so. That. Kyle says to me all the time, there's only so much that I can do with the little time I have. There, I that can't, sounds so I much can't. like Dominic, and he, and he says, like, like, I forgot what we were talking about last year, like, like potty training or yeah. something like that. And yeah. she had peed on herself, and, like, she's still, she was learning um, when to say, I have to go to the bathroom, yeah. which she still struggles yeah. with. But he was like, I don't have enough time to, to, to yeah. watch those things as much, and I, I can only do so much so like, for what, what I have, have when I yeah. have her. And that's, listen, so when I met Kyle, (laughs) the first night I met him and I, Kyle and, and, um, and Lyra, Lyra's my stepdaughter's name, her, her mom, they had had Lyra way before I came into the picture. And that's always funny because I feel like when there's a new woman that comes into space, all the friends and family be investigating when they meet. Um, was you fucking her the whole time? I mean, like all of that shit. And I, when I met Kyle, I was very, I'm very honest about this shit. I wasn't looking for no fucking husband. Yeah. I was out here in these streets. Yeah. Okay. And he was not the only guy that I was talking to. Yeah. I was chilling. I did not think I would become like a, villain. a wife, stepmom through meeting Kyle. Like, I, and I told him this. I thought that we wasn't going after three months, like yeah. after the summer's over, where's my it's winter day? I can't. So. <laughs> So I remember the first night we met and he has this huge tattoo on his chest of his daughter and he had on like a wife beater and I was like, who's that? And he was like, oh, that's my little one. And I think, I don't know, Lyra was one when I met her. Yeah, she was, wow. She was one when, let me back up, Lyra was one when Kyle and I met. And I remember being like, who's that? And he's like, that's my daughter. And he was like, he started this explaining thing. And this was within like the first yeah, 15 minutes of us yeah. knowing each other. And I remember being like, like, dude, you don't got to explain shit to me. Cause yeah. in my mind, like you just like, yeah, yeah, you already had him filed away. Yeah. You, like I yeah. don't care about your daughter. Like <laughs> oh, wait, I can't with you. when I met him, you like, didn't I come didn't... with any long-term expectations. No, I, gotcha. Oh, I... So he's explaining away and I'm like, I don't need to know that. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> oversharing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> And then Ooh, um, some guys don't share enough, though. That's a whole another episode. That's true. But but Kyle was looking for a wife, and I didn't know oh that. My God, and a man that find that the wife find that the what? A good thing. Mm. That's keep coming. 
sing it again. Story time with Chad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we went on this long walk, and he's telling me about his family. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say maybe like a month after we met, and I just, I'll never get it, September 2016 wow. is when we decided unspokenly like yo this this is real like i'm feeling this yeah and even then i wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. wife stepmom mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. this it's just him. feels really really good and i'm enjoying this for the ride and i remember him telling me like like the first couple of weeks when we met that he wouldn't want anyone to meet his daughter until like a year after dating mind you this was like the first relationship after he ended his relationship with his child's mother gotcha um, so he didn't know his own rules and, and what he wanted and didn't want. He fell want. in. Yeah. He, he just yeah. didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. You so go. while he's saying uh, a year later, I met Lyra a month after we met. Wow. One month. And I remember being like, you sure? Because you, you just yeah. said like a year. And I was cool with the yeah. year again yeah. because I wasn't looking for no yeah. husband, right? <laughs> so that year is great because in my mind, we ain't going to last that long anyway. But right, then, right. No. So we met a year. And I remember she was one and she was so tiny yeah. and so cute. Yeah. And I had these glasses on, these sunglasses. And he was, she was like, he was like, she likes to look into eyes. So I took off my wow. glasses and, and this little little thing just like looking at me and I was like okay like I didn't really know what to do and it was a very quick meet like I'm the first time I met her we didn't spend more than like five minutes with each other and then that was it and then about a month after we met so this is around September 2016 itch Mm -hmm. about a month after that we had our first like I went to his place and it was a time when he had her and it was our first like just the three of us hanging Mm out Mm -hmm. And I remember being like nervous, even though this little girl was yeah, one. Yeah. Like, what I tell you, feminine energy is it's real, real. Mm-hmm. and it it doesn't it transcends age. Has nothing absolutely. to do with age. And so I remember her coming in, and I took the approach was I don't want to be all over her and pick her mm-hmm, up and fawn mm-hmm. on her. Like, I feel like even at one, like she needs to feel me out. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna let her come to mm-hmm, me. And mm-hmm. when I tell you the first time we met, she like in that sacred space, just mm-hmm. us three. She ran up to me. And I was not expecting that at all. Maybe she was just curious. I don't know. But eventually, us hanging out more and more, um, she became somewhat comfortable with me, but still, like, this is a stranger. And probably because she didn't see me a lot. Maybe, like, an hour every other week. It was very, very new. And then I will never forget his birthday. (laughs) His 29th birthday. This was a few years ago. And all his family came over and, and Lyra was there and I was um, fixing his hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she just like walked up and gave me the, this is my daddy look. Yeah. And she was one. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like, And you like, knew exactly girl. what that energy meant. I knew meant. exactly. And his whole family's laughing because they could all see it too. And I was like, dang, like, okay, like, anybody trying to take your daddy girl? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mariah did. She grabbed his pants leg and Man. snatched it. And but I, she said, this is my daddy. At three, I could Lyra wasn't talking translate one like that. the English of this is my daddy. Yeah. So after that... <laughs> Um, I would say, I remember, mm, this was 2016-ish, mm-hmm. and I, I'm trying to remember when I was like, yo, I need to meet her mother. I'm trying to oh, remember wait. when I had that thought. Girl, I'm still waiting for a, a formal Dang. conversation. After Ooh. baths, after oiling scalps, and <laughs> twisting hair, and putting barrettes on, so now- Let me tell you, I read the book Blend last year, and no. by Mashonda, is it Tiff- Tiffery? I don't really know how to pronounce her Perhaps. last name. And she, um, she had made this comment to like biological mothers, like- Thank the stepmom because they don't have to deal with your kid. They don't have to give them a bath. They don't have to do anything. And it's it's true. Like, there's been times, now Kyle and I live together, there's been times where, like, Kyle is tired and I'm giving Lyra a bath. Yeah. I'm feeding her. And, like, I don't I don't have to do shit. You don't have any biological <laughs> But I Even want you to. you did. Yeah. And I choose to because I love my husband. And yeah. so, therefore, I'm going to love his child or yeah. at least treat her with, with respect. So, I remember thinking, like, yo, we need to meet. Because it, it felt uncomfortable because 
they had spent Thanksgiving with me that 2016. Mm-hmm. They came to my house. And there were times after that when him and Lyra would come to my house. And it's like, yo, I told him, like, I don't feel comfortable. Like, your kid is coming over. We're having all this time. And I and I don't know how her mother feels about it. Her biological vessel of life. Right. And Kyle was not with the shit. <laughs> yes. And I think it was a protective thing for me because they were in court deep at this gotcha. time. And it was ugly. It was and, not and, a nice and I don't think. Environment. When I wanted to meet Morgan, she was in the space for it either, to be honest. Yeah. I think it sounds cute. Like, yeah, I want to meet. But like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so after we decided we were going to move in together, I was like, I need to meet mm-hmm. her. We're living together. Mm-hmm. She's going mm-hmm. to be sleeping in our house. Like, we mm-hmm. can't keep doing mm-hmm. this. And so mm-hmm. we met and it was brief. And I remember the first time I met her, I, Kyle always told me before I met her, it was like, he was like warning me. Yeah. Y'all are different people. Than you. And he almost, it almost sounded like he was like, embarrassed almost and, and like, he could have been he could have been and but i got the vibe like when you meet you're gonna see you're gonna, like i was gonna judge him and i was like i'm not gonna judge you like it is what like it's already done like yeah literally here. ain't nothing we could do yeah so <laughs> like we're all gonna be in each other's life at this point like what's Period. good so we moved in together and i remember um wanting to be open to like um lyra's mother dropping her off to me or our home yeah and even then he was like i don't really want to do that i don't think she in that space and and me i'm like well you know her the way you know her i don't and i'm going to always give women the benefit of the doubt i hate when men are like she's crazy she's crazy and i'm like no what did you do what did she do how did you guys contribute to this craziness quote unquote that you're spitting out so i was like i want to meet her and judge that energy for myself i'm not just gonna listen to you talk about another woman that you sat in and now you mad but that attests to your level of sisterhood. Let's go back to a previous episode in the season. That attests to your level of sisterhood because there are some women who write, will readily write off, I got them now. We good. You ain't sh-. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that you can keep that level head and say, wait a minute, at some point, y'all were both thick as thieves, right? Intertwined limbs. Enough to make a child. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, so you can't be that damn embarrassed. Yeah. You know? So I remember the first time... Mind you, I will do all this blending kubaya shit until I feel disrespected, right? (laughs) So I remember the first time she came to our home to drop off her daughter and Kyle wasn't there. And Kyle had always told me before she... (laughs) Why do you? Do I don't know this? if I should say this, but he was, <laughs> him and his family. So his mom and his sister would always say, like she always likes to come in to use the bathroom, and that's her way to get in somebody's house. And don't let her do that to you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like stop. Okay. Let her be. Like they were bashing her. I'm like, I'm not gonna contribute to this bashing shit. Cause what is Lyra hearing in all of yeah. this? Like it's not cute. Yeah. So the first time she came over, she asked to use the bathroom, and I was like, oh damn, this is what he was talking about. Okay. What <laughs> the hit you in your throat? <laughs> Cause I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I remember her. Um, she. I think at the time she was like open and excited to this blending thing and and seeing where her daughter was sleeping too. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was totally fine. But I got this vibe of um, also a little bit of nervousness, which is fair because like new woman and dropping and her dropping her daughter off to me and leaving her with me. That's that's huge to even trust to drop your kid off to somebody. And I remember walking her to the door Two things. She said something that I didn't like. One, that she still had love for Kyle, which was beautiful because you should. That's your child's father. But like, yeah. the only difference is we ain't fucking no more. And I didn't really like that comment. Yeah. I was like, mm, boundary. But then, <laughs> when we, like, don't Ooh, get the shit yeah. twisted. And the then. you suck that index finger when you say boundary. Y'all can't see what's going on. But, you know, <laughs> clownage. But when I walked her to the door, she, um, um, she would. She left, but it was on a good space. And I remember telling Kyle, like, there's something still there Mm -hmm. that hasn't been cleaned up yet, Uh which is fine because they were, when I say still in court in the midst of it, but there was another Mm -hmm. time she had came over to drop off Lyra and um, I don't remember what was going on, but she had um, said something like Kyle is like a little boy. She called him a little Mm. boy. And this is after we got engaged Mm. And I remember thinking, okay, like, 
Yes, you have your history mm-hmm. and you may mm-hmm. have had Kyle the boy, mm-hmm. but oh that's my now God. my man. Full grown. And that full grown. And that probably that not probably that was her experience with him up until that time, experiencing Kyle as the boy. But like that's my husband. Yeah. And I remember telling him Period. like I don't think it's best until we're in a better space. Because I don't yeah. ever want to pop off and say something crazy to her, especially in front of Lyra. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't ever want to be that family where in front yeah. of the kid because these kids are gonna remember this shit and they're gonna remember oh, how the adults do. move and act. Yes. Yes. And that was yeah. my main point with knowing that that was Mariah's struggle. She was struggling to reappropriate her identity as a child and daughter. Mm-hmm. She was treated as a friend to adults who probably didn't have real friends. You're emotionally leaning on a child who's very precocious. Now, me and Mariah can sit up. We can watch some Law and Order. We can watch some, uh, you know, The Office. Like, she has a very uh, intellectually advanced perspective and view of life but she is still a child yeah and i will never put that weight of adulthood on her but you have these emotionally deficient adults surrounding her using her as a crutch and as a mouthpiece and And conduit for all types of dysfunction it all comes from ego and hurt all of it all of it because even when i would be around kyle's family who weren't too fond of her like they would say crazy shit about her in front of the kid and i would be like yo what the She's absorbing the energy of that. Even exactly. if she can't exactly. language, exactly. she's absorbing and ingesting all the energy of that. Even um, with, with her mom, she would tell me some things that you know her family was hesitant about. And, and I can only Im- and she lives in a, in a home with her mother and her grandmother and, and just family. Mm-hmm. So I can mm-hmm. only imagine what she's hearing and seeing. Yeah. And we don't know. We, and this will go back to what Kyle says. Mm-hmm. You only have but so much time. You don't know what happens exactly. when she leaves our place. And all the investment is being undone because you don't have enough time to imprint and sink. You know, the, the seed doesn't have a, a chance to germinate before the fowls of the air are literally plucking at whatever seed over your every other weekend that you have her plucking it up. So I can understand why she would come here, even though she's happy to be out of the instability of her old environment. Mm-hmm. But she's still holding strong to these narratives and this identity that has taken root so our process as blending mm-hmm. has been to address the dysfunctional roots, but we couldn't even address what we couldn't see if you were masked. Right. So finding all that, even though our feelings was hurt, it was an opportunity for us to blend and understanding too, this is not just about her blending. I have to blend. I have been very yes. changed in the all, process. All parties do. And, and, and speaking of blending, so that, that was yeah. like the dramatic era. Yeah. And then last year, um, all of us, I want to say all of us, Kyle, myself, and Lyra's mother, we read um, the book Blend. Amazing. And um, decided that we wanted to have like a blended family meeting. And I'll never forget this shit so long as I live. We went to a library and sat at this table. And I was like, it felt like a little official. I remember them being so distant of each other. And I could, I could feel that they were not trusting of each other, mm-hmm. Kyle and, and, and Lyra's mm-hmm. mother. And I remember thinking like, dang, okay. And I... I, I don't know if this is intentional, but you always say that like my energy calms things or yeah. I sat at the head of this table and I felt like a mediator You're in this an situation. Anchor and neutralizer. That's what you are. Yeah. That's what you are. And and so since that time we have taken a new approach, baby steps. Baby steps in this That's motherfucker. Right. To um That's you can do. To um just have Lyra it's everything is about the kid. So like putting eagles aside and, and we had a dinner together. We like went to the botanical gardens together and we invited, um, Lyra's mother into our house for Lyra's birthday and had like a little birthday dinner. And you talk about me being a mentor, bitch. I have I've always called you the most grown up woman, the most grown woman. I know it's hard. It's really but hard. Watching it's, you has been such an inspiration, Jess. It's hard. Like, it's and seeing the pics of your actual blended family where all parties are willing participants. I cannot say that after 11 years. But all parties have to be willing and open to it, number one. And I, I do think that Lyra's mom is, like, gung-ho for the blended thing. I think she sees the the benefit of it. And, and I she... I genuinely feel that she wants that happy, yeah. loving space where we could hang out and chill yes. and no drama. Vacation. However, 
However, blending with co-parents means you have to learn your co-parents' personality. Mm. And throughout this process, I have learned a lot about Lyra's mother, not through Kyle, from Jess's interaction, my my experience. And I'm more of a, I take baby steps into things. Like I'll take a little baby step. Does this feel comfortable? Okay, I'll go to the next. If I don't feel comfortable, I'm going to stay here a little bit until it feels comfortable. Lyra's mama is like in it, like all the way. And I don't, I try not to take offense to it because that's just her personality. Personality, Like she wants it so bad and so good to work, which I do too, but I'm still a woman and this is still my husband. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I still, I don't want to say feel like I have to protect my man. No, I do feel like I have to protect yeah. my marriage and the energies that are around that, yeah. including Lyra and including Lyra's yeah. mother. Yeah. So while I'm open to this blending thing, don't get a shit twisted. It's still tough and it's still balancing my emotions because there's some times where like, and I told you this a couple weeks ago, there's some times where I'm like all in it with this stepmom mm-hmm. thing and there's mm-hmm. some times where I'm like, I'm packing my shit and I got to go. That's parenthood, girl. Do you mean? <laughs> Like, DJ, you can go to boarding school. Like, I can be in these streets popping, cracking. There's times where I'm like, yeah. and I say this to Kyle, like, dang, like, I must love your black ass because, <laughs> like, it's uncomfortable to it's share very... a space. And don't get it twisted. Like, you're still my husband's ex. Yes, you guys Ooh. made a child, but you're still a feminine energy that he's been all up in. So I feel my that sometimes My God too. from Zion. But that's removing, that's my ego talking though, right? Like At least that's you can my identify these voices. As a woman. Some so people I, can't identify these voices. It's hard so, though. It is. Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then sometimes like, I don't want to do it no more. Bye. Lock, yeah. lock my door. Well, like you're very independent door. in real life. Because I remember that time we got left at Essence. We were moving too slow. <laughs> Gotta keep up. So you be like the road runner in real life. So I can only imagine with an ex what that would feel like. But I think it's so amazing. I have yet to have coffee with Mariah's mother. Um, I I have yet to have a conversation. Um, So what you're saying is in all of these years, you've never had all... Have you met her? um, I met her when she bust in his mother's house because she felt she could. And she tried to fight me in Yo, his mother's house. That's the only personal one-on-one contact I've had personally. Sad. Saying that this will always be my family. What does this teach our stepdaughters about women relationships? Well, I don't think Mariah was even there or No, I mean for going forward. Because one day... She's 14 now and or about to be about to be 14, right? She's about to be 14. And mm-hmm. of the age No, she's she... about to be 15 this year. Of the baby girl, she has intellect. She's tall and she's feeling out. And I have she to tell, don't she's... have to be a kid to see how the women in her life move at 15, Ooh, 14. And she's so precocious. Jessica. That's what I'm saying. What does this teach our stepdaughters about women relationships when they mothers can't even like, and I say mothers because I feel like you have taken on a mother role with her. Like, yeah. Yeah. What does that what does that say? And granted, you can't control what like her biological mother wants to do, but that that creates a narrative too. Yeah. Like I can't trust women, even family. Like yeah. even family and women don't get along. Like yeah. I'm I'm mindful of that because while I be I get in my feelings sometimes and my ego about the stepmom shit, I think about Lyra at 25 dating. Do you understand? Like. I am with you. Like, I'm thinking about her college years. And we right. had a conversation last night about sex and telling her, you are not to be about to be walking around oblivious of how fast your vehicle can go and not knowing what's going on with your body. And someone else gives you the gift of your own pleasure and your own body. You will not be that oblivious girl. Yeah. You will not fall in love with a guy or a girl who introduces you to your own body. Like, no. So we we have some follow-up stuff to do and some follow-up conversations. And I even told her, like, I hope your mom's not upset with what I'm about to, you know. She can't be. Are you kidding me? I had to put <laughs> that out there because when Mariah shows up with a grown woman energy, not in the sense of being disrespectful, but... I have self-autonomy. Mm-hmm. I have authority. You know, I'm not just falling in or being goofy or being naive. When she walks in self-awareness and authority, 
you gonna be feeling some kind of way as a woman who's still grappling with authority, still grappling with self awareness, just falling in. And this stepmom shit is so hard. Um, I think about listeners. Mariah, this stepmom experience has been one of the hardest yeah. of my life. It's hard enough getting married and merging your families and mm -hmm. and learning each other, and then mm -hmm. to add a stepmom role on top. It's it's, it's a, a juggling act. It's a lot. It's a lot. And honestly, with what society portrays, of, I told you how I googled okay. stepmother and what came up. Yo, I for kicks and giggles, I just googled <laughs> stepmother just to see what would come up. Why is it a picture? <laughs> Of the stepmom from Cinderella, not the black one with Brandy, the uh, uh, the original cartoon <laughs> one, that, that white it. lady with that gray updo that she had. That blue fight. Why with that hairspray? Why was it her face at the first thing that came up, and then it was more like cartoons of like the evil stepmom? Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. dang, this is. And I told you this. I mm -hmm. actually That's hate the narratives you're walking into. And despise the term mm -hmm. stepmother. I hate it really? so much. I tell Kyle all the time not to call me that. I don't. I just want to be Jess. And I feel like stepmother mm. comes with such a negative connotation that that's not you me. Don't I don't want to look like that. Yeah. And even uh, Lyra's mother calls me um, bonus mom. And I don't. I still don't know how I feel about that either because I don't feel like I'm anybody's yeah. mama. Yeah. I'm, I'm Jess. Yeah. However, I can... Society likes to put labels on that's all, all fucking we have. things. That's all we have. That's all we have is language. And I mean, yeah. you get to choose how to transcend that, how to interact with that. But in a lot of respects, you are a mothering authority in Laura's life. Whether Am you, you are, you are, you, you're going to be providing nurturing. You're going to be a mediator when her and her mom don't see eye to eye and she needs a like second opinion. Like you don't realize how deep this role is. It's not just a role. It's a way of being, and so, so it is. requires that you keep your heart free <sighs> and clear because this is a female energy that you've been entrusted with guiding, and that's the perspective I have had to have with Mariah. Like, she's just not a child. I'm looking at her adult self, I'm looking at the Christmases and Thanksgivings we'll share when I'm 50, and DJ is t a teenager, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm projecting myself in the future. and she needs to feel like she can always come home. Always come home. And not say, that's not my house. That's her house. Like, yes. I, I need to always be able for her to know that she's welcome. Yeah. Even when she runs up against issues in college and high school. Mm. She needs to know that she always has a listening ear and a safe space. So my hurt feelings, you know, have to be put on the back burner. I'm not hurt anymore. But, you know, it was real when it was happening, girl. But we're past that, and I'm so happy to see the metamorphosis. And it's going to continue. The story continues. And I'm very excited because when I did, when we made this episode up, I was all apprehensive. I was doom and gloom. Like, girl, I don't know what I'm going to say because uh, right now I'm struggling <laughs> at bitches in the gutter right now. <laughs> but, like, I feel really good. But there's always going to be highs and lows with everything, like, in your marriage so why not in a parenting uh, experience? Like I feel like there's going to and Lyra's Lyra's four, so like I like I said I'm still new to this shit. I don't know what that gonna look like when yeah. she's fourteen. She may even though I met her young and I'm really the only dad's wife she's gonna mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So but yeah. she may be she may feel those feelings of jealousy like oh his other family natural. or I think it's natural. Mashana uh, talks about that in her book how they would have to have sit downs with the kids and Alicia and Swizz because her son would feel like left out okay, like, and and those are the things I feel like this episode can be like a two hour episode. I actually And do. you will take it. Because if you <laughs> if you listen to these other the reads, you're gonna take become she today. So I had a conversation and I told Mariah we were like in the thick of it, which to the point where she was like, I don't like you. Um straight up. Oh shit. And I had to like break down oh, shit. and let <laughs> I had to break down and let her know like I understand why you feel how you feel because you have definitely been infected with someone else's energy that really ain't yours, but that's neither here nor there. But she needed to understand the sacrifices that were made. The reason why we left Oak Park to come to Kenwood because I didn't like the racism that I was feeling even before the whole HBO showtime about Oak Park River Forest debuted. I felt like, nah, it's something brewing. Let me move to a brown area. Let me move to an area where I know she can go to Kenwood. We didn't even have custody of her, but I am like, 
prophesying and living a life of faith, like knowing that this girl is going to be with us and she needs to have the best chance to be the most, you know, cultivated with a worldview, global view outside of just your little suburb you grew up in. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to explain to her at each part of the process, you were thought about. The reason why yeah. we don't have family photos is because we, I would not feel good about putting up family photos knowing that you were not there. Wow. So when I began to break down the ways in which she has literally been thought about, mm -hmm. she looked not, you know, she, not, know she looked nonchalant. She, she looked unbothered, but I know you heard every word that I said. Because she's always been taught to know that she, to think that she's not thought she about. She has been taught that we forgot about her. That's you have been taught to I thought that you we her. left you and that he moved on with his new life and his new wife and his new baby. That would hurt a grown ass woman. Do at you 50. understand? That would hurt a grown ass woman completely, at 50. completely crushed. So having those very very vulnerable conversations, my God, and kind of breaking the mask of adult <clears throat> child. No, we about to talk as humans so you can understand how hurt and affected we have been by not being there. I feel like those moments help to cement and blend, which is why she can come into our room the other day, lay in the bed, knowing that it's safe to do so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and know that she has a safe space to land, and it not feel forced, and it feel natural, and we're having a conversation. And we're talking about her lacrosse games. And we're talking about sex. And we're having conversations that are free-flowing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't script that type of interaction. So I think you also the blending is happening. And you also can't force. You um, cannot. Closeness. You cannot. You only and can cultivate it. And that's always one of my biggest fears with stepmom. I always told her, like, I'm never going to force myself shit on you or your kid. <laughs> I can't. I'm not forcing myself. Yeah. So I, I, want it, I want everything to always be organic. And there yeah. are times, there were times, like, before when we first moved in that Lyra wanted nothing to do with Jess. She would cling to her dad. And probably because she missed her dad because mm -hmm. she wouldn't mm -hmm. see him now often but there are times now where she don't want nothing to do with her daddy and she all up under me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i want to sleep with jessica mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. want to sleep with your daddy mm -hmm. i want jessica to like mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so you're imprinting she's she's imprinting there was a time when on she was falling a level there was this time where she fell asleep on me and i will we talked about this in marriage counseling because i was freaked out and she like put her hand like on my breast and was fondling and our yeah. counselor was like, she's remembering breastfeeding. Yeah. It's a yeah. mother connection. I was like, dang, like I ain't signed up for none of this she shit. She did not, but the memory <laughs> glands responded because it knew. Man. It's real. And then it's when real. you talk about family and I'm not talking about husband or, or spouses and kid, I'm talking about like outside family, like Kyle's family, mother and sister my god they and granted family loves um loves lyra like mm -hmm. obsessed loves lyra but they blending is a whole family sure thing. is it's amazing if everybody could be on board because i remember lyra's mom saying like you know her, her family like had some hesitations with it too and you got to be careful of those energies that you hear mm -hmm. and, and you listen to because while us three us four could be trying to blend That's if you energy. have your mother and your sister yep. and whoever on the other side like nah i don't trust that shit don't trust yeah. that shit yeah like it's hard it breaks the bonds it's a psychic interrupt they're interrupting right. our synergy girl what was a turning point that i did not share with you all and become she land what was the turning point was literally last week, the same text messages about how I was telling you how, uh, you know, the altar situation and they were responding and responding to her as if she was a, you know, kid instead of checking her, like it's disrespectful for you to go into your, you know, stepmother's room to do that. They were giggling and laughing along. These same, you know, people are now in the, the boat that Dominic's in with custody of, you know, her other sister. So they asked to come and visit Mariah since they were in town. Mm -hmm. And girl, I wanted to be so petty. Do you understand how petty the degrees of pettiness <laughs> I was trying to scrape the bottom of the girl? <laughs> girl. You're not seeing Macaulay so, scoop her hand. <laughs> scoop. Do you hear me? Scoop it out. So Ego. <laughs> when they came through the door, it was just like a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. Like these same people who were pumping and priming her for court information instead of having a conversation like, give me your father's number so that I can have an adult conversation with My him. God. You're pumping and priming a 14-year-old at the time for the court, uh, court details. They walked through the door 
And now this is the family that Mariah was living with, you know, during the time we didn't, we didn't have custody. We, you know, mm-hmm. we really wasn't sure where she was because it was always a silence, you know, a blackout. So they come through the door and her sister in there, she's happy to see them because this is her family. And, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm talking about. Blending is having to relegate your feelings of technicality. Like technically this man isn't her father, but this is the father that had yes. custody of her while we were not there yeah. and we're not allowed to be there for whatever reason. Families, blood don't mean family. What the fuck? Blood then got shit to do with family. Girl. Are you kidding me? Don't get me. That's a whole nother motherfucking Girl, episode. It is. Fuck we have you so many. <laughs> we have so many seasons. So many. So at this point, they walk through the door. And I'm trying to keep it together. Happily, I was cooking. That that gave me a transfer of a energy little, so I could cut up stuff. <laughs> I'm going to chop the shit up out this celery, bitch. Anyway. So I'm chopping my celery extra hard like a samurai. And <laughs> girl. So they come in. They start a conversation. They immediately, Dominic and, you know, um, Mariah's ex-stepdad, because that, that, that was her mother's ex-husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know... Dominic and him are now on talking and they find out they have the same experience. I'm sure they My do. My God. And he's like, oh, I didn't know all this was going on. And you were not going to know because she made sure to keep both of you as far away from each other Blending as possible. So I'm just watching God work and I'm watching the the, the, the bridges and, and Dominic being able to be the repairer of the breach because he kept his heart pure. Come on now. Because a man who yes. really had some bitterness, you're not about to come see your, you're not about to yes. come visit. Yes. Figure it out. Because that's what we were told. There have been many a nights we were told, she said you can't see you her. You cannot have ego she and said, blend. She said you can't see her. We could have done the same thing, but his heart was pure. Mm-hmm. You can't girl, have they, ego they and blend. They got to talking, girl. And I'm just like, look at God. Let me stop being petty. Let me come up out of this petty funk. Watching them talk. Girl... They talking. Girl, why Dominic done started a whole support group with the other child's father? It is not a joke! Do you hear me? You can't, like I said, you it's can't not have a joke. ego and blend. So you now all the daddies have a support group. You can't and now they're blend. all talking. And now she's about to be smoked out. And this, this uh, blindfold that you've been having everyone with this bird box syndrome, it comes to an end. Because these kids are still going to have a relationship with each other, regardless of how hard you tried to fight it. Like, should. old girl and flowers in the attic. Y'all know about flowers in the attic, As the movie. Should. The mama was evil, okay? What? Don't you know about flowers in the attic? Listen, I, I'm going to end on this. Because I could talk about this up. a million times. Kept them kids cooped up in the you attic. You cannot, as, and I'm going to speak personally as a stepmom. I always told Kyle... Be careful how you act and say and move because you never want anyone to say you did this, you did that. You ain't never going to say Jessica disrespected you, Jessica. No. I'm always going to come at you respectfully. Why? Because if and when you ever take God out of your thoughts and say you did this, you did this, you were wrong, you were wrong with that, you know you're lying. I will never disrespect Lyra's mother. I will never disrespect Lyra. I will never disrespect, well, I have disrespect Kyle, sorry, babe. But I will, I will, I'm so um, mindful of how I move around Lyra's mother and Lyra because I want to always be a light and never any anything yeah. that dim. The situation is already messy and dark. I don't need to add shit to that, and I won't. I will not add. So any stepmom, like whoever, don't come out your ego and speak and act in love, and that's all people will remember about you. That's it. And I'm going to end on that note. Happy blending. Oh, God. So moving on to our last episode. This got to be deep. This is the last one for season seven. Do you want to read what it is? Our, <laughs> our next and last episode for season seven, she confronts generational curses. And we will be joined by blogger, speaker, healer, author, Debbie London. On our website, we posted um, her book that she wrote residue surviving and overcoming the stains of generational curses and soul ties and 
I just feel like this episode is just going to be so full circle from like episode season one, episode one of Become She and even season seven, episode one, these, this season, it's just like a full circle way to end the season. And I'm, I'm both nervous and excited about it. These are exciting times. We're confronting generational curses. So tune in. Um, this has been the longest episode I think we've ever recorded in life. I mean, uh, this is one of the longest and enduring roles I've ever been in in my life. Okay, are so you we're kidding me? Stage left. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is stretching in this motherfucker, bending in this motherfucker. You gotta bend and stretch. You can't. You can't be yourself. You can't think you're going to blend anything if you're not willing to be open and be uncomfortable sometimes. It's not going to work. You're going to have to be willing to throw away who you thought you were. Period. That's all I have. This is Nicole and Jess. Signing, signing out. Become, become she. Become free. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.